Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. When you've got a legendary bookmaker in the background dropping F bombs, it's a good Sunday. There goes Jimmy Vaccaro. Uh-oh. Yeah, well, he just took a $63,000 bet on. The Eagles. Now, the Eagles, the hook was still there as soon as they took the bet. Just to give you an idea for new betters how this works, Michael. So they were sitting seven and a half with Tampa Bay laying it. Somebody right behind me bet 63000 on the Eagles. They then dropped it to seven. That's why we often talk about it being very book specific. The books are all trying to balance yeah, no their doubt. own ledgers. Yeah, no doubt. And it's still here at seven and a half in, in, in an Eagle house, which is kind of fascinating, right? You know, I mean, I would have thought that number would have moved down to seven more quicker than you moved it to seven because of so many people that love the Eagles here and bet the Eagles and bet with their heart, not necessarily. So, yeah, we're seeing a ton of Eagle money come in late at, to the window here. So, you know, look, if you got the if you bet the bucks at eight and a half, you're getting the worst of the number. You might want to you might want to come back and, and do something else here just to kind of cover your cover yourself. Let me officially welcome all of you in. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point, where we just took that bet. Michael Lombardi hanging out at the Borgata there in Atlantic City, where it's cold, cold, cold. cold Not going to be cold, cold in Dallas. Now, speaking of Brandy and Stephen Bond, yeah. who as you know, does a lot of complaining during the breaks. But during the break, he said, why isn't this the late game, not the sandwich game, the 49ers and Cowboys? As far as branding, it doesn't get much bigger or better than this. These two teams haven't met since the 94 NFC Championship round, but this will be the first matchup where two teams have won five-plus Super Bowls. Uh, This is about as big as it gets as far as name recognition and brand recognition, and it's three right now, Michael. Yeah, I thought I'm sure Stephen Fox probably fought hard, hard, hard to get this on their network and not give it to NBC, which gets a ton of the great games, right? I'm sure Fox was just like, no, you're not. We're not losing that game, mm. you know. We're not going to lose that game. And today, you know, the early game, I, I assume the early game CBS, even though that's strange, right? Is the early game or because CBS? Yes, did it the is game CBS. Last night, yep. You know, so you know CBS gets a gets an NFC game. They get Brady. I mean, they can't, they can't complain about that, right? Nope. You get Brady at 1 o'clock on a Sunday. I mean, let's face it. This whole conversation, remember two years ago how everybody said some of the owners of NBA teams said that the NBA was going to take over the ratings of the NFL? How's that working out, by the way, Patrick? I think that's working out. <laughs> the best is when they show the 25 most watched events of whatever year it is. It's like 24 of them are NFL games. It's going well yeah, with mean, the like, league and the shield. 
It's going tremendous. As bad as the officiating is, it's still going well, and it's still be, it's still promoting people to bet and play and and look at the games and you know and talk about the games and continue to talk about the games. So, look, I think this Cowboy game is fascinating because you know I I have gone in my mind. I like to play the game in my head. You know, the Buffalo New England game. It never really worked in my head that New England could stop them. It really didn't. And. I was worried about the speed of the of the buck of the Bills versus the lack of speed for the Patriots. I thought the Bengals would win that other game. I cover I, I picked them at five and a half or even at six because I thought that at the end of the day the Raiders wouldn't have enough in the tank. Four overtime wins, you know, a lot of close games. They just weren't good enough offense, defense in the kicking game. This game, to me, I'm back and forth on because I, in one hand, I think the Cowboys' offense will be really good. I think they can move the ball. They can protect, which is the strength of the 49ers' defense, their defensive front. They can protect. However, that being said, if, they, if, the, if the Cowboys protect, they can attack a very porous 49ers secondary. That'll be in a lot of zone, and they'll have the matchups that they want to create. Conversely, I think Kyle Shannon can run the ball on pretty much anybody. And if he can run the ball and limit the amount of times he actually has to participate in a drop-back pass game. Now, I'm not saying eliminate Garoppolo from the game, eliminate the drop-back pass game, because that's really what happens. And with Trent Williams injured but going to play, that opens up a great opportunity for the rushers over on that Cowboys right side, whether they put Gregory over there, whether they put Makai Parsons over there, or whether they put Demarcus Lawrence over there. That can be an issue, especially right tackle as you go forward. So it's a back-and-forth game for me that I can see it very evenly. Cowboys 10-3. and three. ATS is favorites this season, also 6-3 and three ATS against teams with winning records. So it's, it's funny, you know, we hear so much about betters being on the 49ers, and I'll give you the stats from BetMGM here as far as the splits. However, number hasn't moved. You know, we might see a 3.5. If we do see a 3.5, I'd bet it quickly because we're seeing juice headed that way because it'll, go, it'll dip back down to 3. That's my assumption. But again, you hear a lot about that San Francisco number, but we haven't seen two and a half. You know, as much no. as we're hearing San Francisco's the play here, we haven't seen it come off that key number, which is the key number of three down to two and a half. 29% of the money on my board is on Dallas. 71% are on the 49ers. Yet, yet when we look at it, Westgate's, Westgate's at three at 120. You know, Circa's at three at 115. You know, now the South Point, there's no juice on the three. They don't charge juice on anything. So they either move the number or they don't. Jimmy D either moves the number or he doesn't. So, I mean, I think they don't want to go to three and a half. I think the book clearly is saying they don't want to go three and a half. And they'll keep taking money in, and I'm sure they're getting it on both sides. I just think, to me, the concern I have with Dallas, and I, and I am leaning Dallas, there's no doubt. The concern I have is the field goal kicking situation in Dallas. Can Zerline make a pressure kick? Can he make extra points? You know, now we know the weather's perfect and all that stuff, but that's what really worries me the most in this game. Yeah, and just the splits here at BetMGM, just to let you know, which is, this is fishy, right? So right now, 88% of the handle and 67% of the bets are on the 49ers, yet we're seeing the juice move up, okay? So that's, that's a very key distinction. While the 49ers are getting bet, the number's going the other way, so there's something yeah. to that. And I know a lot of people kind of get involved here with the over. The total open 50 and has jumped up to 51. Let's talk pacing and strength on strength or weakness here as far as the total. You know, I think, I think this. I, I, I think this has got the chance to be a high-scoring affair. 
Mm. I, I don't think that neither defense is going to totally dominate the game. I think these defenses, for them to be the better defense, has to turn the ball over, which the Cowboys are really good at doing, right? The Cowboys are really good at being able to create these turnovers, which gives them an opportunity. So for me, I think I like the over here. I really do. I think it'll be a pace game that I think both teams can will throw the ball, make plays. If you're Kyle Shanahan, you really don't want to get in a track meet here. You don't want to get in a track meet. You want to be able to run the ball, eat the clock, win this game 27-20. Now we're at 47, right? I think you want to be at there. But I think if it gets into a track meet, that means Garoppolo's throwing the ball more. That means the propensity to turn this thing over could really work against you. Okay, let's hear from Kyle Shannon. This is a team that needed a dramatic win in Los Angeles last week to get into the postseason. They're flying high, and here's the head coach, Kyle Shanahan. I feel like most of the teams in the playoffs are pretty confident right now, and, and we're no different. Um, I think we felt this way really – we felt real confident going into that Tennessee game. Um, you could tell how we came out, and we had a real tough loss, and we knew how big the next game would be versus Houston, and I think we played um, real well and got ourselves out of that, and we took that confidence into L.A. just like it was a playoff game. We had a feeling the way everything else was going to go that it was a playoff game, and I feel that just makes us even more battle-tested for, um, for right now because um, it feels no different. We've kind of been in this mode for a few weeks now, um, if not half the season, um, and we're used to it, and the more we do it, the more we get confidence, the better we feel, and the more we're excited, and we just really want to get to the game. Your boy's got a little pep in his step there, Michael, a confident yeah, no, 49er I mean, team. He, he, he should be confident. I mean, look, his team played well. I mean, they, they moved the ball up and down the field on Tennessee. Their defense couldn't stop them. That's the one thing that haunts me in picking the Niners. You know, I love the Niners. They're the best red zone team in all of football, which matters come, come playoff time, right? They can run the ball. They can, can win the short yardage plays. Those are the things that set up perfectly to me to like them. However, that being said, they're secondary. When their inability to stop a third and 15, a third and 20, against they did. They were 9 for 16, allowing big plays in the Tennessee game. That's how Tennessee won that game. And when you look at it, they don't turn the ball over. They're 26th in the National Football League in creating interceptions or getting interceptions. So, to me, that's where I worry the most is, is there, are their pass defense going to be able to match up to Lamb, match up to Cooper, match up to, to Schultz, match up to Cedric Wilson, who really gives them a little bit more versatility in the offense? That, that would be my biggest concern. To your point about potentially points being scored here, last 10 matchups between these two, the Cowboys and the 49ers, eight have cashed to the over. The Cowboys, yeah. you know, middling as far as stopping the run. San Francisco and Debo and that kind of, you know, unconventional run offense with San Francisco and all the motion they use, can they take advantage of this Cowboys defense? They can. I think the Cowboys, you know, it's a different defense than Kyle remembers Dan Quinn running before. And I'm sure Dan Quinn's going to have a really good plan. The key is to get, your, to get the run force fit perfectly. That's going to be the challenge. He's going to have a lot of moving parts. And look, the first series of this game, the way Kyle game plans it, it will declare where they want to go. When you played against Kyle's father, he came out usually in the – not usually. He always came out in the first quarter with three or four different formations, personnel groups, how they align, and that was the theme of the game. And once you figured out his theme, then you could make your adjustments. That's what Dan Quinn's going to have to do today. Get in the better's head for me for a second. We just told you the bets, uh, the percentages, the handle on the 49ers. And this is a Cowboys team. They were 12-5 and five straight up, Michael. They were 13-4 and four ATS. They were dominant this year. Why do you believe the betters don't believe in them right now? Well, because I don't think they trust Dak. I think nobody trusts McCarthy as a head coach. 
that, that there's really, even though it's the most incredible venue in the National Football League, Jerry's World, it's not a home field advantage. People have gone in there and won. And, you know, we saw the Denver Broncos go in there and run the football and beat them as a nine-point dog earlier in the year. Now, I know the game's different, but I think that to me, I think that's that's where a lot of these indicators come up. I mean, I think there's some, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of I think, inaccurate reports out there that McCarthy will get fired if he loses this game. I, I think that's really just a bunch of hogwash. I really do. I don't think Jerry's going to react like that. I think the Cowboys will play good today. I think that they're a good team. Their quarterback's playing well, and I think they'll have a good plan. If Sean Payton raised his hand and said, I would eventually, I would like to come to Dallas once and for all, do you think McCarthy would get blown out? Five seconds? No, I don't think so. Okay. When we come back, I want you to dig up your lines as well. We've got our poll question results. That's all coming next here at Lombardi Line. It's Beast in the Sports Betting Network. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Express Bet First Bet wants you to get in on all the horse racing action. Horse racing today, Santa Anita all over the place. Sign up today. Promo code Vegas1000 and receive 10 bucks instantly and up to a $1,000 bonus when you sign up. VSIN.com slash horses for details. Use the bonus code Vegas1000. A lot of questions about where to find those betting splits. You can find them over at vcin.com right now as we get you back here on the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. I'm Patrick Maher live from the VCIN studios here at the South Point. So as we've got about 45 minutes to go, we'll get your picks to end the show. Kind of set the scene for us over there at the Borgata. Are people hung over? Are they rolling in? Are they juiced up, no, ready to go got, with the three oh, games? You know, Patrick, this is a holiday weekend back here, as I'm sure it is at the South Point, and, and the, the, the traffic is amazing. You know, you walk in here this morning early, and all the tables are filled, and the sports book is starting to fill up. The window has got, you know, people backed up in it to play. So, yeah, I mean, this is this – is, this is, I mean, it's a great weekend. We honor Martin Luther King, but we also get three games of football, which is tremendous, right? We get two yesterday, two, three today, and then we get one tomorrow night to close the weekend out. So, is that good? Is yeah. that good? Do we like, oh, awesome. do we like more good? football? Yeah, we love that. Yeah, I mean, we can't complain. I mean, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure some will complain, but, I mean, look, as bad as – I mean, I wish the game last night would have been a better game. I wish it would have been a back-and-forth game. It was over when it was 14 to nothing, and you could see it. And you could see the Patriot players knew it. But other than that, I mean, I think we'll get three good games today. I really do. I, I think this first game will be a back-and-forth game. 
I'm just hopeful we, you know, these games, they get to the fourth quarter and the strategy and the ingenuity of what's going on and the application of what you have to do shows up. I want you to take a look at your monitor. Drop your mask back there, Stephen Bond. You do, we, Stephen Bond not only is from the Buffalo area, but he used to cover uh, the Buffalo Bills. So can we get a quick response from you on what you uh, felt coming out of that big dominant performance from your Bills yesterday, Stephen Bond? Your producer, your your microphone's not on. Good. Oh, producing. we got to get the microphone. There it is. There we go. There I say, Michael, is. I was I was thrilled with last night's game. <laughs> you, he, I'm now, sure you were. Do you, are you, you bullish? I mean, my son are, wasn't, but sure you. Yeah, were. yeah, exactly. You don't care about Mick. You don't care about Dominic. Uh, is I that was, what you're I was, saying? Yeah, I, I mean, there goes a year of there goes a years of education. One year of education. I mean, there goes right out the window. <laughs> so that's our producer Stephen Bonds, who is uh, he's bullish on his boys moving forward. You know what's funny is the is our viewers are not necessarily bullish on this team scoring, even though they dropped 47 on the Patriots yesterday. As we pull up the poll question from yesterday, Michael, we asked you which team would you bet on being the highest scoring team in the postseason the Chiefs were your betting favorites at plus 110 uh, the Bucks four and a half to one the Packers nine to one and the Bills were 11 to one let's get the results here as we take a look we're looking for some value the betters they go the the Packers at nine to one 35.9 percent of the votes second betting fit your second is t the Chiefs there at 23.9 and then the Bucks, and coming in last, the team that just dropped 47 points on the Patriots at 19.3%. Well, I think a lot of that's just quarterbacks. Like, you know, we have the team logo up there, but we might as well put the quarterback's yeah, picture up Aaron there. Aaron Rodgers right? with the long I mean, hair. I mean, it's Rodgers, it's Mahomes, it's Brady, and then it's Allen. And, you know, Allen was sensational, and, and it's the right matchup. I mean, look, we know in single elimination tournament, it's all about the matchups, right? And if you get the right matchup, I mean, I, New England would have played better against Tennessee than they would have been in Buffalo because Tennessee's not an explosively fast team in terms of their lateral quickness. But when you put McKenzie on the field, when you put Diggs on the field, and then you put Singletary back there, and then Allen's ability to run as a running back, it was just way too much speed for New England to handle. You would think there's going to be a course correction as far as the dogs. We mentioned over the last five years, yeah. the dogs, 15-7 and seven ATS in the wild card round. So, again, two straight-up wins, uh, two ATS wins for the favorites yesterday. Something's going to happen today with these three games and the dogs. You would, th you would think so. You know, and I think, obviously, a lot of people think that dog in, in, in Philadelphia is really going to be able to bark. And, again, it's still seven and a half here at the Borgata. Thomas will come up here in about ten minutes to talk to us about it. But... Yeah, you think that that certainly would be the case. And, and there's a lot of people on the dog on San Francisco that's not moving that number to three and a half. So, you know, this is there's a lot of two-way action going on, which is good for the book and it's good for all of us. I mean, you know, everybody has an opinion. Who do you like? Who do you think? And, and there is not – I don't know if there is – in the game, the first game, the Bucks are the better team, clearly because Brady's the better player, and they still have Mike Evans, and they still have – you know, they still have Gronk, and they're able to throw the football effectively. That will matter. And we'll see what the Eagles do defensively. Are they going to put any pressure? They're one of the least most pressurized defensive fronts in all of football. And if they sit back and, and the Bucks are able to block the four down linemen, Josh Sweat, uh, well, was just put out Derek Gunn on Twitter. Bill Berman sent me this, and I appreciate it. Josh Sweat, one of the really good rushers, is probably not going to play today, according to Derek Gunn, who used to cover the Eagles for Comcast Sportsnet. Now he kind of works independently. Tremendous guy. He doesn't think he's going to play today. So that's a that's a huge, huge rusher the Eagles lose in their front four. And we do the one weather game today, and Kevin Roth, who's been on the show before, meteorologist, 
Uh, he says the rain is going to clear well before the game. The winds will be a bit gusty, 15 to 20 mile an hour, some 30 mile an hour gusts. So just to be clear, it looks like the rain is going to clear out before the game starts. Could still be slick, though. Yeah, I mean, I think it will be, and I think the balls will be easier to handle. There's not going to be a lot of moisture coming down from the air. I think the wind will be more of a factor, and I'm sure the field, we know the field's been covered, so the field will play well, and it won't be, you know, it won't be soggy, and it won't be, you know, I think one thing when playing Philly is if the track is slow, it helps you because, you know, the Eagles rely on your inability to react quickly. And they rely on their quarterback's ability to, to burst and separate. And if it's a slow track, it kind of will favor. It will favor the Bucks. It'll favor the Bucks because the Eagles can't get their pass rush going. And it'll favor Brady in terms of his decision making. Let's take a look at that first half number in Tampa today. Again, most books now drop down to seven. You know, there's still a bunch. Again, this is so important. If you are betting Tampa, you, bet, it, you can lay the seven. If you're betting Philly, you can still find the hook at seven and a half. The first half number, Michael, here in Tampa today, the Bucks are laying four and a half. Does anything jump out when I give you the Bucks laying four and a half in the first half today? You know, I, I, my initial reaction to the four and a half is that's how they want to play. They got to play from in front. Force hurts to play quarterback in the game. Don't allow him to be multidimensional. Don't allow him to run the ball and have balance. So to me, this is all about the start of the game. I think Brady's got to get that opening drive like he did in the first time they played and go right down the field and score. Make Philly play from behind. We've seen Philly have a harder time playing from behind. Now look, in the last game that really mattered when they played, you know, the, 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 the Washington football team got ahead of them 13 to nothing. They, and Washington really was playing well in that game. And I think Todd Bowles will use a lot of those, those schemes to kind of help him. But the Eagles kind of roared back and got the lead and was able to take an advantage of it 20-16 to 16 and won the game, even though Washington was throwing the ball from about the 20-yard line to win the game. So that's what concerns me about Philly. You know, it concerns me that they, they either play to their level of comp or that's who they are. And since they really haven't played a really good team, since the Chargers, I'm talking about a really good offense since the Chargers, this is what worries me. Even though Jonathan Gannon's getting multi-interviews, interviews, I don't understand, but he is, you know, uh, I, I just think it's going to be fascinating to see, can they match it? Can they keep up with a really good quarterback and a good offense? I'm not trying to talk Eagles betters off the bet, but I will say this, and you can tell me what it means to you. Brady was pressured. 16.8% um, of his dropbacks this season. That's the lowest since 2011 yeah. for Brady. And this isn't an Eagles team that blitzes. It's not an Eagles team that sacks the quarterback, and they don't really pressure the quarterback much. That's a recipe that works out well for Brady and Bucks backers. No doubt, and they get tired quickly, too. I mean, look, Fletcher Cox early in the game will be really good, Hargraves, but they get tired. You know, they go four or five plays, they substitute. And when you lose sweat in that game, I mean, look, let's face it. I, I mean, when you look at it, when they played Kansas City, they gave up 42. When they played Dallas in week three, they gave up 41. Tampa scored 28 on them. Las Vegas, Las Vegas scored 33 on them, you know, and the Charger game was 27-24. I mean, teams other than now, look, who, what quarterbacks have they played since the Charger game? Okay, they played Bridgewater. They played Jones. They played Wilson. They played Heine. They, no, they played Garrett Gilbert. They come back and play, you know, um, Mike Lennon, then they mm -hmm. play Heineke, and then they, you know, they didn't even play in the last. I mean, they haven't played a quarterback. I mean, the last time they played good, when you added up all the incompletions, it was 28 incompletions the last when they played Prescott, Mahomes, Brady, Carr, and Herbert. There was only 28 incompletions in those five games. The comfort zone 
So if I'm an Eagles backer and I want to go in-game or I feel comfortable, what am I seeing early from the Eagles where I'm starting to feel, hey, I got that seven and a half in my pocket. I feel good about it. First down success. First down success. You know, being able to get, being able to stay ahead of the down and distance. Second and four. You know, being able to have a balanced attack. I think that's really critical for Hurts. I mean, look, Hurts, when you watch this offense, you know, when they played Washington in the game that mattered, they threw for they they threw for 212 in that game. I mean, if you force him to have to throw the football and really have to throw it, I mean, that's going to be the issue. You know, in the game they won against Washington's replacement team and Washington and all that COVID, Washington threw for, you know, they threw for 281 in that game. They rushed for 238 in that game. You know, they're going to have to. But there's a period from the time they played Detroit in week eight until the time they played the New York and they lost, they never threw for over 200 yards in, that, in any game. Just an answer. 47's the total. Lean on the total? Uh slightly over okay there it is and everything points as far as the stats to the over in tampa as well michael find thomas gable he's next here on the lombardi line you're listening to the lombardi line on vsin featuring former nfl executive michael lombardi now, once again here's patrick Maher. okay bgbd big game big dance combine your two favorites here, college basketball, of course, in the NFL. Now through April 5th. So this is a great deal because it's all under 70 bucks, 69 bucks. Uh, big game betting guide. You get the college. The big game is the big game. You know what it is. College hoops betting guide, daily best bet emails. Everything we offer through April 5th for $69. VSIN.com slash big deal. It's VSIN.com slash big deal. Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. I'm Patrick Maher live from the VSIN studios here at the South Point. Now we head out to, again, we say hi to Michael, and then sitting next to him is the race and sports book director at the Borgata, who I think he's wearing his Towson jersey today. As yeah, he should. Des Moines special cashes again. I don't know how it cashed yesterday at Elon, but congratulations, should. Thomas Gable. Yeah, well it done. shouldn't have, but it did. No, so. it did. Hey, no, look, it you did. know, it's funny. I'm, uh, you know, I never watch the pregame shows. I can't stand them. I don't watch right. any of them. So I'm flipping the channels between. I just got done writing, and I came up to the, the to the to the living room to watch to get ready for the game. I thought the game started at four, mm -hmm. you know. And so I got the. And, and of course, it doesn't start till four thirty because we got to go through the host of seventeen people to pick the game, right? So anyway, I, so now I'm watching the weather channel to see the storm. Des Moines got killed with snow. I mean, I it, it, you know, and, and that's what makes that Towson pick so powerful is that you you had to deal with a Des Moines special. Well, Thomas Gable would the, know. He was making blizzard. his picks yeah. from Des Moines, so he knows that no he, doubt. he was dealing with the inclement before we, weather. Bef before we get going, uh, Josh Sweat is inactive. Apparently, he had a life-threatening situation this week, which which I don't know more details of, but he will not play today in the Bucks eagle game. Okay, Josh Sweat inactive. I don't know what that sounds like a scary situation. Uh, yeah, I, sure I, does. I, I won't get into. We won't get into. Um, that is wild. Life. Yeah, I just saw that life threatening. Anyway, I mean, Schefter tweeted it out. So I mean, obviously he got that from somebody in the Philadelphia building. Yeah, I don't want to speculate but, uh, what that is, but that's wild. Not, he's out. Yeah. That's the most important thing he's for us here. Definitely. Which, which is one less rusher in a game that they have a, had a hard time rushing against Brady. Yep. Well put. We just talked about the fact that they don't get to the quarterback, and Brady has been protected all year. TG. Before we get to today's matchups. How'd the book turn out yesterday? So not a big decision. At all. There was really no decision on that uh, late game with Buffalo and New England yesterday. We did um, lose on the first game. We, we needed the Raiders. Um, 
would have been great if they had won outright, but we at least needed them to cover. That didn't happen, so uh, lost uh, lost a bit yesterday. What'd you close that Raider game at six or were you at um, six or five and a half? Five and a half. Yeah. Okay, TG. Let's go in order here, and we'll start there where. Moneyline, I'm guessing, is very popular with the Eagles today. We can get, <laughs> Always. We can, we can Always. get into this. Uh, it was eight and a half fly yesterday. Fly. It, are, you, are you still seven and a half? Uh, my assumption is regionally you're probably still seven and a half. We've moved to seven yeah. here. Yeah, we're still seven and a half, and actually we need some Eagles money here um, because uh, the tickets count. When you look at the ticket count, it, it certainly favors the, the Eagles, but the money here is on Tampa. But when you when you look at this, these two teams – when you go back to the first time yeah. that they met, right, in the regular season, that game was really um, kind of the, the indication of where Philadelphia started to head after that game. Because if you remember, that was when Philadelphia was still in a pass-first offense no the doubt. whole time. Sirianni was intent on passing the ball, not running the ball. Right. And during that Eagles game, at the link, you heard the chance start come out, run yeah. the ball, run the ball. And um, there was a... Finally, I think they handed it off in the fourth quarter, and right. the Bronx chair goes up at the length. So um, after that, they transitioned into this run-first team, which they've obviously had success doing, and has, listen, I know that they've had a very weak schedule. Uh, certainly the second half of the, the season, they have the, the weakest schedule. They've played the weakest schedule. Now you can only play the teams that are placed in front of you, and they've done a good job of beating those teams and getting to where they need to be. But it's a little, um, I, I don't know what adjective to use, but I'm sitting here on wild card weekend, and I can't tell you if the Eagles are a good team or not. Yeah, it's, you, there's a lot of doubt <laughs> it, in your mind it, about it, how it good really they are. Is. Yeah, there, I mean, there's so much yeah, doubt. It's you know, confounding. And, 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 then it it, and then what adds more doubt to you is when you watch them play against a Washington team with Garrett Gilbert, at quarterback, and they, they struggle to take that game over which they did in the fourth. Yes. I mean, they had 500 yards of offense. Yep. And then you watch them lose to the New York football giants with Daniel Jones exactly. in New York. And then you watch them play a hard game in Washington on the road and barely win that game 20-16. to 16. We're trailing most of the game. Mm -hmm. And they did come back in it. But those aren't good teams we just talked about. There's not a good team. So, you know, you say they play to their level of comp. Well, they, they, look, they look as much like the Washington team does as anything. And the Washington team isn't in the playoffs. Now, the Eagles, I will say, they got the backdoor cover the first time that they faced Tampa. They, they were able to get the cash there. Um, I think that there is a path here for them to actually win this game outright. There is. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I definitely think if they um, can control the clock, control yep. possessions, uh, there is a path for them to, to win here today. Now, I don't know what could, uh, how good of a chance that is. Certainly, Brady can take advantage of that secondary. We, we know that. Uh, but on the offensive line, the defensive line, you know, they're going to hold their own there, certainly, yeah. with, with Tampa. Wow, no doubt. And with, without, Fournette, without Fournette, you know, where can Brady get the balance he needs in his offense to run? The, he doesn't have Ronald Jones, doesn't have Fournette, you know, so that's a problem for him. He doesn't have Gio, Giovanni Bernard either. They won't have him either as his nickelback. So, you know, there's a lot of uncomfort ability here in this game for Tom Brady, but he's still Brady, and he still has Mike Evans, and he still has Gronk, and he still has Cameron Bright, who he relies on to make some plays. So we shall see how this works, but I agree. There's a pathway here for Philly. As much as we doubt their level of play and competition, there is a pathway. Yeah.
Thomas, are you going to put that Eagles face paint on after the segment, or you could have could have <laughs> applied it before the segment? You are bullish on this Eagles team, huh? They're I'm, plus two eighty no, no, on the money line. I'm not saying that that's going <laughs> to happen. I'm just saying that there is a potential for that. That there it exists. That there is a potential for them to to win this game outright. I'm not saying that that's going to happen, or that there's even a very good chance that that's going to happen. <laughs> I hear you. Take it easy. Don't get don't get sensitive. Now, Niners Cowboys. You can tell which oh, way boy. he's leaning. For betters, you could. By the way, just th those that have been watching Thomas for years, he likes the points and the Eagles. Let's go, Niners Cowboys. Where'd you open? Where are you sitting? Who are you gonna need? So the Cowboys open as three-and-a-half-point favorites. They're currently three-point favorites here, and they've been at three uh, most of the week. We did touch three-and-a-half again briefly there, um, I think even yesterday, um, but uh, took some San Fran money right away when that happened. And um, right now, very even. Uh, this game has the, the largest handle on it right now of the day. Uh, the most tickets written on it is is the Eagles currently, but this one right behind it, uh, this is going to be a very, very big handle game. The only decision I think for us in this one is actually going to be on the total, um, which is 50 and a half right now. Took some uh, bigger money there on the under, but um, again, I don't. This is a team. This is a game yeah. here where I don't know which San Francisco team is going to show up. Right. We, we know San Fran when they're playing well, they can beat Dallas, but yep. I. Is that going to be the good San Fran that shows up today or, or not? Yeah, I mean, look, they, you know, we, we can talk about the confidence that Kyle Shanahan has in his team, and, and they struggled in the first half against the, the Houston Texans at home. I mean, yeah. that was a struggling game. So, you know, they took that game over, and with Debo Samuel, with Debo Samuel, and then, of course, with Kittle, they've got, you know, they've got the players to create some problems. This game's going to come down to the front of the Cowboys. To me, the front of the Cowboys have to put pressure on Garoppolo, yep. and they've got to force him into mistakes and force the, this 49er offense to become a drop-back pass game. As a note, we did just go back to 7.5 here officially uh, with Tampa Bay laying it. We were sitting 7 but as Thomas Gable was talking, we went back to seven and a half. Late night, Pittsburgh and Kansas City. Where you at? Who are you going to need, Thomas? So currently Chiefs uh, 12 and a half point favorites, and uh, I'm sure we've already seen it. Uh, it's going to be an endless um, Chiefs money parade here yeah. <laughs> throughout the day. So more than likely we are going to need Big Ben uh, to cover this number here. Big number. We know that, and and the Chiefs' uh, defense, I don't know how concerned you are, Michael. The last two games, they've given up 58 points in those two weeks after being really the bright spot for this team for, uh, you know, quite a few weeks there uh, for Kansas City. But uh, they just haven't been able to uh, to make adjustments, it seems, uh, mid-game, especially in that, uh, that Bengals game. So uh, see what happens here if... Um, uh, with the Steelers, but obviously we know the Steelers' offense uh, is is lacking. Yeah, uh, two things to update. I just got. I just was told that uh, Sweat has an abdominal issue. That's why he's out. And G Giovanni Bernard will play today for the Bucks. So I want to correct that. There it is. So that's, that that that'll help them a little bit. Hey, TG, Just between you and I, nobody's listening. You got a college basketball play for me today? <laughs> I really don't. I mean, I think oh, if you want to look at something. Me. Look at Witches' Hall State under 134 and a half. <laughs> nice. Look, he, he, said, he said, I really don't. Dot, dot, dot. Wichita State under. Well, I'll take it don't right put, now. Don't put, it, don't, don't put the house on it. Will you get – where are you on Kansas City first half? Do you have a lot of action on that? Uh, we, we do. They're, actually, the Kansas City first half's in, in a lot of uh, parlays here already. But, really? Uh, yeah. Are you seven yeah. or seven and a half there? 
Seven and a half. Okay. Seven and a half for that. And the, and the Eagles money line first half also being bet heavily. Of course here. it is. I think the biggest bet came from the man sitting to Michael Lombardi's left on the Eagles. I'm telling you, yeah, right. you are bull. Right. He is into this Eagles number. I can tell. We'll talk to you tomorrow about, uh, of course, in Los Angeles, Arizona's in town. We'll talk to you about that game tomorrow. Thank you, Thomas. Thanks, Thomas. Thank you, guys. Okay, Thomas Gable, race and sportsbook director there at the Borgata. We're coming back with Josh and Michael next in the picks. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Stephen Bond still taking bows for the Bills win. He did nothing. Anyway, BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer. Pro football today, $10 bet, 200 bucks free. Again, all you have to do is use that bonus code VSEN200, VSIN200. Anybody scores a touchdown today, regardless of the bet's outcome, you're going to win $200 paid for in free bets. That's new bettors over at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. All promotions subject to qualification eligibility requirements. 1-800-GAMBLER if you do have an issue. We're going to bring Josh in a second. Michael, I just want to give you an idea because yeah. Jimmy just came in. So remember, yeah. they took a $63,000 bet on the Eagles catching the 7.5. The book immediately moved the number here at the South Point to seven. He just took a $55,000 bet on Tampa at seven. The book went back to seven and a half. So that just gives betters an idea how they vacillate with those half points. And every book is different, right? So Westgate's at seven with 120, with juice on the seven, meaning they could go to six and a half. DraftKings, New Jersey, 115 at seven, right? You know, Circa is at 7 at 115. So we're seeing some juice applied to the 7. Shop for your best number. It's moving all over the place. I don't think you can get an accurate read on actually where it's all going. It's all shop dependent. There it is. Always shop for the best number. It's a perfect advice. We bring in Josh Applebaum. Uh, a market report. Market Insights is the pod. Where do we stand for the – first off, good morning, Josh. Where do we stand for these three games today as far as movement? Good morning, Patrick. Good morning, Michael. And yeah, this is kind of uh, the exciting time here. These numbers continue to move. And I think also, you know, kind of those uh, those tweets from Jimmy Vaccaro tell you that different bettors have different preferences. When the Bucks got down to minus seven, remember, they opened eight and a half. That was maybe a buy low spot. I think the Bucks are a huge teaser play today, whether it was eight and a half to two and a half or seven and a half, seven down to one, one and a half. But remember, the Eagles really got a lot of money early, eight and a half, seven and a half, uh, bring this t- number to seven. But the whole point there is depending on who you like, as Michael said, shop around, get the best number guys my biggest question today is do dogs bounce back 
This is something that we've seen historically. You know, dogs got taken to the woodshed yesterday. Uh, both lose, both uh, fail to cover. But you look historically, dogs 55% against the spread in the playoffs the last decade, 58% uh, ATS in the wild card round. So do we see some of these dogs to bark today? So, for example, guys, Philly-Tampa Bay, I would be looking at Philly in the points here. I kind of like uh, uh, TG's angle here. You've had pretty much all movement toward Philly. Again, 8.5, bottoming it out, uh, out at 7, back to 7.5. You also get the betting percentage. This is the most lopsided play of the day. You have almost 60% of bets uh, on Tampa Bay here. Uh, you look at these dogs with a line move in their favor. So the line going to Philly uh, from the opener to current, those teams right now, 28-9 and nine against the spread, 76% in the playoffs. You do have a uh, road ref here, uh, Craig Rolstad, 58%. And really, guys, in terms of the total, it opened 49.5. It got all the way down to 46.5. This was a big weather play uh, that a bunch of uh, wise guys seemed to like when the report came out with a lot of wind and uh, maybe some rain. It looks like it might clear up there a little bit. But if you look at these playoff windy unders, and again, 49 down to 47-ish right now, playoff windy unders 10 miles an hour or more, 15-8. and eight. The last decade, 65%. So I'd be looking Philly in the points there and lean a little bit to that under. Great job, Josh. My- Michael, let's get to your official play, and then we'll run the board for the three games today, wildcard weekend. Let's go ahead, Stephen Bond, and throw it up. There you see Michael's picks. That, that He's just playing one here. I think you're just on yeah. the Cowboys with the three, correct? I was because the eight and a half's gone. I mean, I, I turned go. in my picks yesterday, and the eight and a half's gone for Philly. So I, I kind of went off that. I, you know, obviously you can't find that anymore, so I'm not going to play that. But, you know, when I, when I initially figured was doing picks for the weekend and I would save Monday, I'll have a pick, pick for Monday. But, I, but then today I like the Cowboys. I think it's a, at three. I think if it ever yep. gets to three and a half, you've got to really consider the 49. I mean, that half point with Zerline really bothers me a little bit there. I'm a little nervous even at the three. I think it'll be a close game. I think the Cowboys have too much firepower against the secondary that you can attack. Yeah, well well done. Again, key number NFL betting three, about 14.5% of the time these games are decided by that margin of three. So that's why we always stress that number. Okay, let's get started. And we'll start with the early game. Michael, we'll start with you. Again, <laughs> I, I, your advice about getting the best number. If you are betting Tampa, you can lay the seven. If you're betting Philly, you can find a hook at seven and a half. Michael, I'll give you those two scenarios and you can play it out. Go for it. You know, I think this is a game that the Philly has to play a certain way, a certain style to win. This is all about pace and control of the game, and they've got to get some stops defensively. They've got to be able to break the ball up. They've got to be able to get some incomplete passes from Tom Brady, something they couldn't do in the first game. And I think that's going to be the biggest challenge. I think that Brady will find the corner he wants to attack in terms of He's going to stay away from Slay. I think he'll go after Steven Nelson, and I think he'll control the middle of the field with White, with, with Gronk. Remember, O.J. Howard had a big game the first time they played, but they were playing more cover two then than they will now. So I just think because the Eagles don't get as much pass rush, Brady's very good at the short passing game, controlling the game at the line of scrimmage. I think that's going to be the key. The Eagles have to play from in front. That's going to be so important. If they can play from in front and build the lead and then all of a sudden make the Tampa become a little desperate little concerned and keep their run game intact I think it'll be a close game I lean towards taking the Eagles in the points that's why I liked them at eight and a half but that's long gone I think this will be a closer game than what the line indicates okay Josh same question for you the seven seven and a half how you play this out 
Yeah, I think if it's at seven, uh, I would wait it out, and I'm looking toward the Eagles here. Obviously, Michael got a really good number with his eight and a half targeting this early. Goes to show you, early bird gets the worm getting these early lines. Really important, not just who you're on, but what number you get. But I go to the fact that uh, game day movement, it really, really important. Even though it was a sweat, you know, you had late movement to Cincinnati. These late game day moves are important because big bets come in. And this is really coming in toward the Eagles. Again, you woke up today, it was eight and a half, down to seven and a half, even touch seven. I'll go Eagles in the points. And, guys, also, if you're looking for a prop bet, keep an eye on Gronk today. Gronk the last couple games, a ton of targets. you got a lot of guys injured for Tampa. Brady's been going to Gronk quite a bit here. He's had 20 targets last two games, 7 for 137, 7 for 115. And Philly has given up the most catches in the NFL to tight ends this year, 107. They've given up the most touchdowns, 14. Gronk's over-under catches is 5.5. His receiving yards is 61.5. I like both of those overs today. And there yeah. it is. I like Evans. I like Evans. Evans, I think Josh is right. I think Evans and Gronk are going to be the focal point of the offense. I really do. I think they're going to be the focal point. And the Eagles are not a team that tries to take away one player. And the matchups favor Gronk. Who's covering Gronk for the Eagle team? Because even if you cover Gronk, he's still open. They don't have anybody with his size and his power to get the ball away from him. Fellas, take a look at your board. I got excited. Look at where DraftKings is now with Dallas. Three and a half. So they did yep. officially move to three and a half. We wondered if we'd get there. My assumption is that'll get eaten up back down to three. But we yep. do have juice uh, on the three, up to three and a half at Westgate. So the juice is headed that way. Uh, Michael, you do like Dallas with the three. Like the it changes three. the story. It changes the story at three and a half. <laughs> Three and a half is a different. I think it's a close game. I think it's going to come down to the last five minutes of the game. I think it's going to be a back and forth. I don't think either team can run away from one another. You know, I think there's a style that San Francisco wants to play in the game. They didn't play it against the Rams. You know, they got behind the Rams 17 to nothing. They got that really field goal at the end of the first half, which really helped them. You know, McVay's game management sometimes creeps up on them, especially at the end of the half, and they give up cheap field goals, which really ended up affecting them. I think this is the same situation. I think the Cowboys are a good team. They've got a lot of skill. Pollard's healthier than he's ever been probably going back to the first time he heard his plantar fascia. And they have got and, and they can run the football. I think they can block the front. If they can block this 49er front, they will throw the football, and I think that leads them to a victory. Okay, Josh, you got to play here. Again, if you do like the Niners, you can find the three and a half right now at a book or two. Yeah, I think really astute point by you, Patrick, because I think betters are waiting all week to get the hook out there. Now, I think you should do a little experiment as a better. Does this go to three and a half? And as you, Patrick, get right back down to three, in that case, that would be a good sign for San Fran. It means big money hit the hook and brought it back down. But if this goes three and a half and stays three and a half and is painted there, I think it's a good sign for the Cowboys because uh, really it's kind of telling you that even though they went up, it, uh, you know, they aren't too concerned about, you know, giving that number to 49ers. I'll go 49ers. My only concern is, is this kind of like Georgia, Alabama, where 49ers are kind of a trendy dog like Alabama was. But either way, you got a lot of good angles here. Shanahan has a dog, 58%. Jimmy G has a dog, 76% ATS. You're also looking at dogs versus teams who missed the playoffs last year, 66% against the spread last decade. So I'll go three and a half. But again, see how long that three and a half stays out there. That's going to tell you quite a bit on kind of what uh, kind of money the odds makers are taking in. Okay, Michael, Kansas City's lane 12 and a half. Which way are you going late night? You know, I, I, I'm going to take Kansas City and, and lay the points. I just don't see how Pittsburgh moves the ball. I think the cold, you know, Big Ben's last game, just rip, let it rip, the John Daly event. I mean, I, you know, he's either going to be John Daly or Billy Chappell, and I don't see him being Billy Chappell. <laughs> okay. I see him being John Daly. Rip it and rip it. Josh, where are you? Yep. 
This one is disgusting, guys. I'll take Steelers in the points. John Ewing, our buddy at BetMGM, just tweeted something really interesting. Since 2003, uh, if you're a playoff dog of seven or more in which the line goes in your favor, you're 16-2 and two against the spread. Now, remember, the Chiefs actually open laying 13.5, 13. They're down to 12.5. They may be trending back to 13. Uh, and, again, if you like Kansas City, this is kind of what scares me. Double-digit favorites the last decade, 9-3 ATS, 75%. But I'm going to put some faith into Tomlin as a dog, 65% ATS, kind of a big spread number here, a primetime dog. I'll go Pittsburgh. It's kind of a hazmat play. Definitely worried about a high-scoring game. There was some under money here, though, 48 down to 46.5. Good luck today, Josh. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, guys. Thank, Thank you, Josh. Michael, good luck today to you as well. Enjoy the games. Yeah. If you hear the loud sounds out there in Vegas, you know the Eagles won. I could promise you that. <laughs> and I'll see you tomorrow. We'll get ready for that LA-Arizona matchup. The coverage continues right here on VSIN. Ben and Pritch next, betting across America. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.